Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to yet another episode of Last Day. Now, how, do you, how would you start a podcast episode? Probably with my own accent. Um, <laughs> go on. Hi, lads. Uh, welcome to another episode of Last Day Pod. Just keep it simple. That was yeah. actually that was actually quite good. You can use that. I want I want charge for that one. crescendo of the vo- vocal cords coming from your left earlobe. We have Dan. <laughs> That's it. Just Dan. Like Seal or Adele. Dan. How you doing, mate? Welcome on. I'm fantastic. Um, yeah, we know you are, but how are you doing? Oh. <sighs> gonna be a long night isn't it yeah I'm, I'm honestly fantastic mate i'm fantastic um got a belly full of mexican food yeah um, what else do i need got a good company right now um i think and i've been to bolton today so you went to bolton tell me all about it every intricate detail there's not much intricacy involved it is bolton but... <laughs> It is, yeah, exactly. Um, I got myself a nice little sweatshirt that I'm currently wearing. I don't know why I'm showing it off. <laughs> it's a podcast. I hope you um, enjoyed that. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a sky blue, oversized uh, sweatshirt, which I think is lovely. It's very nice. You look like Grimace from the McDonald toy collection. <laughs> That's actually the look I was going for. Do you know Grimace? Um. Should I know Grimace? Yeah, probably. Did you ever go to a McDonald's birthday party? I don't think I did, no. I went once. Do you want to hear about it? I'd love to. I went to a McDonald's birthday party once for my friend who um, was turning 12. or a bit old for a McDonald's birthday party. just about to say that. bit pervy, that. Um, (laughs) And... um, this is an old age question. When did you um, upgrade from Happy Meal to Big Mac? Um, what age I, were you? I think seven. <laughs> I was quite young because uh, I was realizing that Happy Meals weren't filling me up um, and it wasn't as um, as filling. So I, mm. I think my mum tried to steer me into that direction of have a bigger meal because you're getting bigger. Yeah. So yeah, had my first Big Mac at seven. I feel like in in terms of like questions that shaped a generation, mm-hmm. you have like, where were you on nine eleven? Yeah. When did you lose your virgin? And then <laughs> when did you upgrade from Happy Meal to Big Mac? 
the big three. The I think big three, the big three, as they uh, famously call them. Yeah. Anyway, so like I was saying, he was older than me, but I was 11 at this point, and I was like, what, four or five years into my Big Mac years? <laughs> <laughs> and so the mum came around, and she was like, would you like some nuggets, or would you like some uh, burgers? Because, you know, she was Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but she grew, up, she grew up in Botswana, though, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Spent some time in Malawi. Um, <laughs> and so um, everyone was like, oh, I want some nuggets or oh, I want a cheeseburger. And I was like, um, I hope I'm not disturbing you, Moira, but um, could I possibly go for a Big Mac and fries? The, the, the gurn that that woman gave me. Can you give someone a gurn? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> she gave me a gurn. Oh, she proper gurned at me and she was like, <laughs> Again, imagine this is a Scottish accent. I said, would you like burgers or would you like McNuggets? McNuggets, it was pretty good. You know, it was decent. McNuggets. Decent. And I said, I'll just take the burger then. What was your reaction? How did you react to that? I was a bit, I was really disappointed. I was like, should have stayed home. First of all, I didn't want to go. I yeah. didn't really like that kid. He was a bit violent. Um, second, <laughs> secondly, I wanted a Big Mac. I was really excited to have um, McDonald's for my for my tea. I can't believe I just said tea. Oh Ew. no! Who am I? I wanted. I was going to have McDonald's for my dinner, and I was really excited for it. Ended up having a flipping cheeseburger with like six fries and a juice. <laughs> a juice. A juice. Who gets juice at McDonald's? Obviously me, I just said. But what? Jeez. I think that's all they had. Or maybe she was like a freak mum that said, fruit fruit shoot is not for kids. Consumption. (laughs) Consumption. (laughs) Fruit shoot is not for the consumption of little little weenies. No, they don't say little, do they? Fruit shoot is not for the consumption of wee wee kids. Fruit shoot, that's a great word to say. Fruit Fruit shoot. McNuggets and fruit shit. What's your um, go-to order? I already know this. Um, it's a large chicken select meal. Yeah. Because it's the best thing on the menu. Try change my mind. Um, no, I won't. Thanks. I won't. And a large Oasis or Fanta, depending on what mood I'm in. You are a minging. What? Oasis. Yeah. It's nice, but not for your McDonald's. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Trust me, it is. And obviously, you have to have the sour cream and chive dip. Oh yeah, uh, two of those for your chips and for your chickies. Um. Yeah. Chicky selects. Yeah. <sighs> do you know um, what they don't do chicken selects here? And I'm genuinely thinking of suing. So, what's your go-to order then? A German German go-to order. Just sausages. That's all they have. <laughs> nah. Um, my go-to McDonald's order. Um, can you like modify your meals? Yeah, of course. So, like for example, if you wanted to, you can add instead of like one patty, you can have three patties. Yeah, that's a great word in it. Patty, patty, patty. I think there's a cap though. There is a cap. So how many well, yeah, you know, 
I'll have 70 patties, please. <laughs> I didn't have, I had quite a small breakfast, so I'm having a 70 patties for a minute for my break. Is that another um, person from Scotland slash Botswana? <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, what was I going to say? Yeah, so like, I get a big tasty because here they do them year round. Mm, really? So, yeah, mate. Do you know what else to do year round? Make ribs. Make ribs. I forgot they existed. McRibs, they do them year round. Big tasties they're done year round. And so what I do is, right, hear me out. Big tasty, extra patty, mm. extra cheese, Ooh. fried egg. Fried egg? Not fried oh. egg. Poached egg? What's the McMuffin eggs? Yeah, poached. Poached egg. Absolute. Game changer. And if it's like, if they've got the German week on, yeah, right, um, you can have what they call a rosti, which is basically like a, a giant hash brown. Stick that in there as well. How big? How big are we talking? I mean, you know my hands. I've got big ones. <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't call me the, the, the Peter Schmeichel of Leyland for nothing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they don't call you hash mean? brown hands for nothing. No, like I can I can swaddle <laughs> an infant pig, no problem. <laughs> right, because yeah. it's because it's size of me hands. Um, I I have difficulty holding that burger. It's a bit of a tower tower breaker. That doesn't make sense. Tower breaker. <laughs> it's a bit. It's a big one. Big it's big. big. One. It's a two hander. Big, big tower. Yeah, so, oh. but I miss chicken selects. Flipping chicken selects, man! I would bathe in chicken selects. I love chicken it's, selects. It's quite extreme to bathe in a bathtub full of chicken selects. I don't it. No, okay, absolutely never. <clears throat> right, um, welcome on the podcast. Thank you. I know that you're a little bit not nervous, but you're a bit apprehensive, aren't you, about being on the podcast? I am. Why is that? I just don't think I'm built for podcasts. I'm... Well, let me put you out of your misery and tell you that you're not, but at least you give it a good go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I can, it's I all can... that I've I've taught you many life lessons in my <laughs> in my years of life that I've known you. And this yeah. is one more. I could give probably it a go. I could probably leave this the Zoom call after this and be like, I gave it a good shot. I'm proud of myself. I'll probably have a good night's sleep as well. Because I gave it a Mexican shot. Mexican food. Yeah. All right, yeah, because you gave it a shot. Yeah. Um, what the listeners might not know, and I think this is probably what pushed you to be on the podcast, is that you were recently approached by one of the big streaming services, which we're not allowed to name for legal reasons, to do your very own your very own, your very own, your very own apocalyptic TV show. That is correct, yeah. How do you feel about that? That's really exciting. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit overwhelming, but at the same time underwhelming, because I have a lot of um, films like that that are just brain child children of, I don't know what I'm talking about. Do you can you do a good impression of John Bishop? No, but 
My Scouse accent isn't half bad. Go on. Uh, give me something to say. Say, um, the Polish equivalent of Netflix approached me and asked me to make an apocalyptic show. The Polish equivalent of Netflix approached me um, to do a show for them. And I'm buzzing for it. You know. All right, Adlib. Who are you? <laughs> it's not bad, though, is it? Look at you. That, that was good, mate. That was really nice. I Cheers, like that. That was perfect, that. Good job. I would have liked a little bit more of a pause when you went, eh. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> eh. Yeah. Eh. That's a bit more Darrow Breen, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Eh. Eh. <laughs> I, I find it a bit awkward still that um, you were the one approached when I've got the apocalyptic um, podcast. Um, do you think, because our names are quite similar. Yeah. Do you think maybe they intended to for me to to do it? Um, no, I don't think so. Right, cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, just tell us about your show. No one cares about it. Yeah. So the show is uh, an apocalyptic um, machine uprising film, starring oh. a teenage boy named Doug Rogers, um, who's your standard. A popular teenage boy at school. Like, is it based on you then? Yeah, it's a uh, autobiographical. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to that. That's fine. Autobiographical. Yeah, right, good. Come on. And um, at a party, he wants to impress people, um, and he wants to be a gracious host. So he puts um, some pizza in the oven, as you do, to cook some some pizza. Bloody hell, this is long, isn't it? <laughs> it's a long premise, this, isn't it? I feel like I'm watching the whole show. Don't need to watch the trailer. But um, little did Doug know is that that oven that he put the pizza in was a transformer type um, oven. And I'll leave it there. I don't want to give away anymore. But what I will say is that the appliances of the world have had enough. That's like the... Oh, and they're taking over. They're taking over, yeah. What would you say is the appliance that would be like the most out for revenge, shall we say? Do you know what? I think it's dishwashers. I think they've, they've had a rough time. Because um, you know when you're washing plates and you're washing... <clears throat> yeah, you're washing up plates and you touch a bit of soggy food, they have to go through that all the time, every time we put a cycle on. And what about think, a Japanese toilet? Had a thought about that. Yeah, I changed my answer. Yeah. They've probably seen some stuff. <laughs> Buffalo wings again. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, as you know, um, you've got fans the the globe over yeah um and they've got some questions for you okay um that they want you to answer um and so as our in-house apocalyptic or our in-house entertainment apocalyptic expert you've talked about it there yeah, um 
what's your pronouns? Apocalyptic entertainment, <laughs> fashionista, or whatever I said. Um, so these people want to know, right, what's going down. So the first question coming to you is from um, Margaret from Lytham. So that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. I like Lytham. Shout out to and all the homies in Lytham. You don't know a single thing. <laughs> Do you? I wish I did. Nope. So you have to be like 60 to live there. Is that a requirement? Yeah. Well, you've okay. got to be rich. and Yeah, that's true. I, I think richness only comes after 60. <clears throat> Unless you're a YouTuber. Um, <laughs> or a Topical. <laughs> driver. <laughs> Satire. Right. <laughs> Dear Dan. Congrats on your Netflix deal. Oh, that's nice, Margaret. If you had to pick someone to play you in your upcoming apocalyptic show, what actor do you think is talented enough to portray your awkwardly gorgeous essence? Or would you just play yourself? That is a great question. Thank you very much, Margaret. Um, so, when you think awkward, there's only really one actor that you can think of. That's Michael Zira. He's like the king of awkward, isn't he? Yeah, he's also 40 now. And this guy's <laughs> a high school, a cool high school dude. So <laughs> go on. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> CGI, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You could probably use CGI. CGI is used a lot in films these days. Um But he wasn't he's he's not the only option um for casting, anyway. So in my time in New Zealand, <clears throat> I got a lot of comments about my likeness to Mr. Bean. So <laughs> for casting, I was going to use CGI as well. I'll probably use like a different body, but use Rowan Atkinson's face for Doug Rogers. Do you know any actors under the age of 35? Nope. All right, cool. <laughs> Does it show? I'm going to cook a pizza now. <laughs> Did you get that a lot? Because I get told yeah. that we look a lot like each other. But Oh, really? Yeah. You're welcome. Oh, I'm sorry. Which one? You're welcome. Yeah. You're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's, it's nice. It's good to look like you. Thank you very much. That's kind. Do you know who I think would be really good? Also, keeping it in the New Zealand... Um, and vertebrae. Um, that's, that's a word. Um, someone, <laughs> who really good is. someone without a spine? Is that, is that who we're do casting? You know, <laughs> yeah. Do you know um, the film Boy by Taika Waititi? Yeah. I Him, he would be really cool. He's probably like in his 30s now as well, but probably. still. <laughs> Better than Mr. Bean. <laughs> CGI Mr. Bean. <laughs> Anyone want some pizza? Yeah, pro yeah, boy. That's a good I don't know his name though. Just boy. Um just boy. or you could like just be one of those films that's like completely self aware and like just puts Mr. Bean in a high school and like makes absolutely no comment on the fact that he's a sixty year old man <laughs> at a high school and it's just like just call it satire. You know, that's what a lot of people do now. <laughs> Very good. Dear Dan. 
How did you feel inside when Luisa from Disney's Encanto said, I move mountains, I move churches, and I glow because I know what my worth is? Who's that question from? Anon. 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 Anonymous. Anonymous. Thank you very much, Anonymous. Um, from from High Wycombe. From High Wycombe. So not completely anonymous. <laughs> um, to be honest, it didn't really affect me at all. Um, I thought it was a good film, but I probably won't watch it again. Next question. Are you all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. So you think that everyone overhyping it is a bit silly then? Um, I think so. Really? I don't think it's. I don't think yeah. I don't think it's worth all the hype. In my in my opinion, it's a bit I problematic, think. isn't it? I'd say. Would in what sense? Well. The fact that um, Abuela just gaslights everyone. Mm. Which of the characters did you relate to the most? The parrot, um, probably. The, par- <laughs> yeah. the house. The house. <laughs> um, to be honest with you, you look a little bit like Casita. I can't believe Casita. I just pronounced it like that. I oh, genuinely am going to give my passport away to someone. Here you go, it's my passport. <laughs> <laughs> Um, probably the the little kid that could speak to animals because he had curly hair like me. <laughs> Simple minded, really, aren't we? Yeah, a little bit. Not, not <laughs> He's spirit. got curly hair just like me. <laughs> Whatever you can have it. It's not my questions anyway. I just can listen to his questions. So. Don't care. Dear Dan, <clears throat> you're quite well known for being quite a music buff. Who do you reckon could eloquently portray your apocalyptic vision through the medium of music? Great question. Um, my mind goes straight to Rex Orange County, one of my favourite singers. Um, I just love his songs. Um I think the vibe would be perfect for the show. Have you heard his new stuff? Have you heard any of his stuff? I've heard his like first album, which yeah. was quite um, um, what's the word, critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't heard any of his new stuff. No, is it good? He brought out two singles recently: "Keep It Up" and "Amazing." I love "Keep It Up." You should listen to that actually, right now. Right now, is he now a yoga instructor? Because his titles would suggest that maybe he's doing like a yoga class and he's like, keep it up. Amazing. (laughs) What's his next single called? Good Form? Good Form, yeah. Downward Phasing Dog, please, Susan. (laughs) What's his next next single? So what kind of vibe are you going for? Um, I think Indy was the was the vibe I was going for. Um, I also love his silky voice. I think you can you can hear his accent, and I think that's pivotal to the role to the um, to the TV show. What accent has he got? Um, just an English one. 
Is he English? Pretty sure. Yeah, he's English. He was born in Greyshot in East Hampshire. Dear Dan, do you remember the singing hedgehogs that promoted road safety in the UK advertisements? What do you think they're up to right now? Um, they're probably at home right now. Um, do you remember them? I do, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember in primary school, I got a, like a fluorescent sticker with a hedgehog on it um, to promote road safety. King of the road. That's not the one. Is it? King, yeah, that was one of them. I think they did like a Bee Gees one, a Staying Alive one. Ha, ha, ha. Bit on the nose, really. <laughs> yeah. But um, right now, I think they've got their feet up uh, watching some Saturday Saturday night telly. Do you think they're a little bit like the PG Tips monkey? They're just like living on that paycheck and they don't need to do anything else? Um, I mean, I, I hate to break it to you. I don't, think, I don't think they're real. You just said they're watching TV. Imaginary TV. Not real right. TV. But the monkey's actually real, isn't he? <laughs> Is he? Hang on a minute. Tell me. I can't. I can't tell if you're like. <laughs> I can't tell if you're messing around or if you're just like snorting a quaalude. <laughs> right. Okay. So what? Oh, I'm gonna ask you again. What are they up to them? Oh, they're just busy not being real. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> great. Great question. You know what? Whoever sent that in, F you for sending that question. It was stupid. That's what Dan thinks. Dear Dan, <clears throat> anarchistic villain. Anarchistic, is that right? Yeah. Anarchistic. 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 Anarchistic villain. Anarchistic. Love interest with. Huh? They're against the, like, the monarchy. Anarchistic? No, it's just an anarchist who doesn't believe in rules and that. Just does what he wants. Yeah, go you on. know, like Machine Gun Kelly and that. Um, he's oh, I can't stand him. Dear Dan, anarchistic villain, love interest with a cheek scar, friendly sidekick who ultimately sacrifices themselves for the greater good. Who's playing who? Ooh, here we go, boys and girls. Get ready for some uh, 70s Hollywood <laughs> coming your way. Um, the villain. I think is a fun choice. It's played by Nick Offerman. Yes. Um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, for those who know Parks and Rec, he is the person who played Ron Swanson. And he is one of my heroes. Um, but I don't think he's ever played like a Ron villain. Ron Swanson or Nick Offerman? Uh, no, Nick Offerman has played Ron Swanson. I'm just saying. No, but who's your hero? Uh, Ron Swanson. Oh, okay, cool. Sorry. Sorry if that was confusing. Has he ever played a villain? I don't think so, no. This is his chance to, to shine as a villain so people can That's see good. him. Um, That's good. I like that. Yeah. Love interest with a cheeks car? This was a tricky one. Because um, you had to think about who looks good with the cheeks car. Yeah. <laughs> Lily James looks good in the cheeks car. Bet she does, you pervert. <laughs> Jodie Comer as well. She was um, approached 
to play that role as well. She she auditioned anyway because she's Scouse and who's uh, Jodie Comer? Have you watched Killing Eve? Ah uh, no, I haven't. Everyone keeps saying to watch it, but I haven't. It's fantastic. Have you watched? Call it Free Guy. Oh okay, I have, and I've absolutely hated it. Why did you hate it? Because right, I was expecting something a little bit like. Ready Player One. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like they really like missed the ball with that film. Because it's like it was like a gaming film. Mm-hmm. Man, they could have done some wicked good stuff. I don't know if it was because they didn't like get the rights to whatever they wanted to or whatever. Yeah. But they could have done some wicked cool <laughs> stuff with that. They got Captain America to cameo. That's probably where all the money went, to be fair. Yeah. Okay, and the um, sidekick, the friendly sidekick, who ultimately sacrifices himself? This is taken from one of my favourite TV shows. Um, Holmes Under the Hammer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cash in the Attic? It's actually Bargain Hunt. Uh, it's David Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck. Good luck paying the, the, the varnish varnish bill. <laughs> To get him in the in the tannins alone. Are you implying he's made out of wood? He's definitely made out of wood. Look at him. It's not a healthy shade of skin, is it? Is he alive? I don't know. I don't hope so. Wasn't he replaced by Barry Chuckle? Or one of the Chuckle Brothers? No, surely not. He prop- but, but that guy looks like one of the Chuckle Brothers. The guy that replaced him. What's his name? I'm not sure. I'm not going to pre- pretend to know his name, so I'm just going to call him uh, Stephen Marmaduke. Do you not think Stephen Marmaduke really looks like a um, chuckle brother? Tim Wanacott. Yeah. Tim Wanacott. Yeah, he does look like a like the estranged um, Larry Larry Chuckle. Larry. <laughs> yeah. Donny proper look like one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't. I don't like him. He gave he gave me the uh, heebie-jeebies. Oh, David Dickinson's still alive, by the way. So, our our jokes about him are okay for now. Valid, good, valid. Right. So, David Dickinson's playing the friendly sidekick. No, 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 no. To Mister to CGI Mister. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favorite shows, Brooklyn Nine Nine. The best sidekick is played uh, by Joe Truglio. Truglio. Joe La Truglio. Um, Charles Boyle. Yeah, very good, excellent. You know, it's a shame that you're going for Mister Bean because I think someone who could really play you really well and like bring out your true essence on screen is Danny DeVito. (laughs) Go on. Go on. What? I don't think there's anything. (laughs) Anything else I can say? You're about the same height. No, I mean, no. And I've seen the both of you eat a mackerel whole. It's quite impressive, isn't it? It's a great impressive. Dear Dan, Shrek 2, Spy Kids, Christopher Walken characters. Which are you choosing as a theme for your bar mitzvah, your wedding, and your funeral? And that's from Tommy in... 
Dublin. Um, if if you knew me well, you would know that Shrek Two is one of my favorite. For all three. <laughs> That's the <my> answer. <laughs> yes. For real. For real. Shrek Two is the best Shrek film. Right. Okay. But, and maybe maybe I'm wrong, but you don't think that Shrek is the best character in the Shrek movies, right? No. Or do you? So <laughs> then, who would you go dressed as to your bar mitzvah, your wedding, and your funeral? Okay, that's a better question. Bar mitzvah would be Puss in Boots. <laughs> of course. You know. And instead of his hat, I'd obviously wear a kipper. That makes sense. I'm just going to check with the lawyers to make sure that that's okay to say. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. The other two options: wedding and a funeral. Wedding and a funeral. Um... No, not Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Satire. Um, donkey for wedding, and my wife would have to dress up as the dragon. Oh, I thought you were going to say <laughs> like you would be that, like your wife would be like the back end of the donkey. And like it's just like a donkey galloping <laughs> up the aisle, and then you reveal that you're actually two, but then you become one, and that's quite symbolical, isn't it? That's that quite is. nice actually, because then when you finally both say "I do," you 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 know you go into one suit and you like beautifully like come together and you become the one person, and it's symbolical for the end of Die Hard. So, I'll uh, ask you to and them. and the sacred union and of matrimony. Yeah, yeah, both. Yeah, that's really lovely. That okay, funeral. I mean, there's not very many appropriate um, outfits or characters to dress. I mean, it's not appropriate to dress up at any funeral. Um, Mate, I'm it, dressing up. To mine or to whose? I mean, I hope I'm not at yours. Yeah, I, I, don't I hope I'm on a that. beach somewhere. <laughs> Uh, drinking pina coladas out of a coconut. Um, coconut. Coconut. Um, I reckon there is one like appropriate answer to go dressed as in your funeral. The gingerbread man. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I was going to say, Gingy, go as Gingy. <laughs> Do you have to talk talk as him? Um, no, but what you can do is you can have like a recorder placed on your person, and when people get close to you, it sets up, sets off a sensor, and you go, <laughs> "Not my gun, drop buttons," <laughs> and you have like maybe an assortment of like twelve different phrases when people like approach your um, casket. Oh, as in the the clothes you're wearing when you're in the in like. In the casket, I thought you meant to like to go to someone's funeral. Like you'd have no, to. No, dress... this is your funeral. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Dressing up like the gingerbread man. <laughs> that's what. That's what I was Nan's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Do you not get the memo? It's a uh, Shrek themed. <laughs> a bright green casket. Um, just for the sake of the listener, do you want to give us a Christopher Walken impression? Um, because I think. Obviously, the person who wrote in was obviously very much expecting to hear a Christopher Walken expression. Expression? Impression. I'd love to. Um, <clears throat> okay. Why would you drive 
when you could be walking. I never knew that Christopher Walken was an Austrian bodybuilder. <laughs> no, that's not Arnie. That's not Arnie. I'm not good at impressions. You are, You do a really good Taylor Swift. Do you know you? what? Did I tell you the story of when I met Taylor Swift? I was at Waterloo Station. This was like six years ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was at Waterloo Station and I was waiting for my train. I was eating. What was I eating, Dan? What's my Greg's order? Uh, steak bake. Sausage roll. And um, <laughs> steak bake's your order? Your steak bake? No, it's not. Cheese and onion bake is my order. Oh, you stinky. I was eating a sausage roll from Greg's, not an ad. And um, she she came up to me and she was like, yeah, mate, you any good at impressions? I was like, no, I'm not actually. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. It was a weird encounter. Dear Dan, is it true that Borat is actually from Venice? Because if you split up the word, it says, they're nice. Could you repeat the question? <laughs> did you not hear it? I did, but I just want to hear it again. Oh, okay. Dear Dan, is it true that Borat is actually from Venice? Because if you split up the word, it says Venice. <laughs> yes. Yes is my emphatic answer. Okay. So he's actually from Venice, not Kazakhstan? No. It's all a ploy. <clears throat> Lovely. Have you had a lovely time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, uh, I feel I'm out of my shell, basically. Your little naked tortoise. <laughs> Look at you. Your king prawn. <laughs> Your flipping octopus. No, what's what's more? What's a shell? Crabs. <laughs> what's a shell? What's a shell? <laughs> Um, what else has a shell? A crab. Oh, you crab. Snails have have shells. Um, what's your favourite shelled animal? The hermit crab. Go on. Um, just it's like a crab, but I actually don't know what a crab looks like. It just sounds funny. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Do you like hermit, hermit crabs. Because they sound a little bit like a like an STI. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you you heard about um our Stephen? He's got hermit crabs. No, hermit crabs are like crabs, but better because they, when they move, when they go somewhere, they have their house with them. Thank you, David Attenborough. I I mean, I went to primary school, so I know what a hermit crab is. I don't need to say it's my favorite animal and then Google it because I don't know what animal it is. <laughs> It's like the caravan equivalent of a crab. When you watch um, David Attenborough documentaries, what does it do to you? It opens my eyes, if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> Go on. He just, he's just fascinating, isn't he? His, his voice entices you, and you, you just want to... Hello? Bing bong. <laughs> what? <laughs> Entices you? Yeah. Hello. Is that the right word? 
Yeah, it's a word. Is it? Did I use it incorrectly? What does it entice you to do? To listen in. To entice is like to like to like convince or like to make someone like change their mind and want to do something. So what does it entice you to do? I'm. I mean, I'm not big on animals, but every time David Attenborough speaks, I want to learn about <laughs> animals. I want to ride them all. <laughs> It's mesmerizing. That's that's the word I'd use. His voice, his voice is mesmerizing. Um, I've never actually, and this is a true fact, never actually finished an episode of Big Planet. Is it Big Planet? Planet no, Earth. Planet Earth. But, never yeah. finished an episode of Planet Earth. I do love it absolutely, but I always fall asleep watching them. Because his, his voice is, is too, so calm and too mesmerizing, <laughs> too enticing. Too enticing. Yeah, that's <laughs> not the word. <laughs> Makes me want to lick a gazelle's um, earlobe. So enticing. <laughs> very good. Well, thank you very much for um, being a guest on um, Last Day on Earth. Thanks for having me. Um, usually I end um, the show with um, a snippet or I end the show with like a quite a sad monologue that's okay. like depressing in nature. Right. Um, but because of your um, show that's coming out, I thought what we would do is we just play a clip from it. Okay. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is a scene from your upcoming show, The Deservings. The what? Is that what? It, <laughs> what? What did you say? The Deservings. The Deservings. Yeah. Um, name to be. Uh, maybe it's. Maybe it'll be changed to a better one. Okay. <clears throat> but basically, okay. Scene. A deserted land, not much around. Cactuses and bones. A father, very injured, is saying goodbye to his son. Boy, 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 they got me. Those darn Wignall machines got me. Oh, Papa. I can't believe it. I told your mama I'd look after you and I did. Save your breath. <laughs> Why did that sound like a... <laughs> like a Powerade flipping advert? Save your breath. Drink power, right? Sorry, come on. <clears throat> now go on, boy. Those machines are coming back. You need to go. I can't, Papa. No. <clears throat> Let me try again. I can't, Papa. I can't, no. <laughs> I can't, Papa. I can't leave you. You twerp. You no good son of a milkmaid. Get out. Leave. Go on now. But Papa. Oh boy, I love you, son. So that's that's lovely. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> Any final words? Um. Follow me on Instagram. If you'd like to get involved with the show, please get in touch on our socials at LastDayPod or email us on lastdaypod at gmail.com with any questions, ideas or suggestions. If you enjoy the show, 
please give us a 5-star rating on Spotify and leave us a tasty review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks babes.